Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Hello and welcome. If it's your first time with us, uh, my name is Roman, and it's just so good to have you come and connect with us. If you're part of the family, we love you and we are so grateful to have you come and connect with us again today. Now, we live in a world that expects and sometimes even demands perfection. Like, consider a job interview. Uh, you all prepared, you step into the meeting, and you feel like you have given the best answers that you possibly can. You've represented yourself really well, maybe even a little too well. Um, and then right at the end, they look at you and they say, you know, if we're honest, uh, we're actually just looking for a 23-year-old with a PhD and 10 years work experience. And all you can think in the moment is, no one like that even exists. And you're right. No one like that even exists. It's like perfection's our goal and excellence will be tolerated. <laughs> Recently, I read a comment from a, uh, an author by the name of John Gordon. Here's what he said. He said, God doesn't want you to be perfect. God wants you to be faithful. When you try to be perfect, it means you're trying to be God because you don't trust God. Being faithful means you trust in God's perfect plan for your imperfect life. Now, before anyone gets offended, uh, we all have imperfect lives. It's not just you. <laughs> it's me too. We all have imperfect lives. But the truth be told, everything around us tells us that we need to be perfect in order to be accepted. And if you don't believe me, let's for a moment stop and consider what is communicated daily to our young girls growing up, even a young woman, I want to say women in general, by the fashion industry. <laughs> you have to look this way. You have to have this dress size, this waist size. You need to look this perfect. Uh, I consider the, the message that's communicated to our, to our young boys, our, our young men, on a daily basis. It's like, these are your sports stars and this is how well they do and they are your heroes. But what happens when they mess up, when they aren't perfect? They get absolutely ripped apart on social media by everyone sitting on the couch with a pizza and a Coke. Uh, consider our entrepreneurs and our up-and-coming business people and what is communicated to them by the, the world-leading corporates today. What's that message? I consider the mom who's struggling at home and what's communicated to her on a daily basis by that Instagram mom that she follows where everything is perfect and all her baking is perfect and her kids are perfect and her husband is perfect and, 
And this mom just feels like she's so missing the boat because of what's being communicated to her. And it's all a lie. <laughs> we know that. We know that, that everything's actually burning in the background and kids are screaming and, you know, all of that's actually going on, but that's not what's being communicated to that mom. I think of the message that's communicated to dads today. Moms kind of need to pay attention here as well because it really comes from your movies, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, what does a chick flick communicate about the perfect man, the perfect husband? Uh, it, it paints this picture of a guy that honestly just doesn't exist. Man, he knows exactly what to say at the perfect time. He's got the, the perfect actions in the perfect moment. How can anyone live up to these standards? And what gets communicated to us on a daily basis reinforces two things that exist in each and every one of us. And these two things are our insecurities and our fears. Our insecurities and our fears. And guys and ladies, we all have them. Even if you can think of, of the most secure person that you know, guess what? They have insecurities. They have fears. You may be sitting there trying to hold the pose right now, not show anyone that you actually have insecurities and fears, but hey, even you, yes, you, you have insecurities and you have fears. We all have them. You know, these, these insecurities are, are they're, they're, they're that little voice inside of our head that, that sounds like, you know, I'll never be as good as. <laughs> I'll never be as good looking as that person. I'll always fail at this. I'll never fit in. I'll, I'll never really be accepted. Will they still love me if they knew this about me? I'll never measure up to their expectations. You see, insecurities are feelings of inadequacy that produce anxiety about our goals, our relationships, our abilities to handle certain situations. And then, then there's our fears. You know? And our fears are these, these fears of being abandoned, the fears of, of loss of identity, uh, not knowing who we are. It's fears of, of loss of meaning, loss of purpose. It's the fear of death. Either that finality within death or the process to death, you know, the, the sickness or the pain leading up to it. But guys and ladies, we all have insecurities and we all have fears. There's an old saying that says, whatever you don't deal with, will deal with you. Whatever you don't deal with, will deal with you. If I do not deal with my insecurities and my fears, they will end up dealing with me. 
Same for you. And when it comes to this, there are essentially two groups of people. There's the, groups of pe- there's the group of people that don't deal with it and it ends up dealing with them. And then there's the group of people that acknowledges it and deals with it. And I wonder today, which group do you find yourself in? Recently, I had such an incredible conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, now, if you met him, uh, he just seems like the most secure person you'll ever meet. Um, he's just this super together guy. Uh, he, he runs an incredibly successful business. Uh, he's happily married and um, appears very confident, like he's got it all together. And as we're talking, he starts letting me into his life a little bit. And he starts just out of the blue expressing his insecurities and his fears. Starts opening up about them. Starts letting me into the fact that, man, even though it all looks really good (laughs) up front here, in all honesty, I struggle with these things. I struggle with insecurities. I struggle with fears. And if I'm honest, I felt incredibly honored that he would open up to me about it. And as we were talking, it came time for me to respond. And if I'm honest, I didn't really know what to say. But as I started responding, it was one of those moments, and I'm sure you've had it before in your own life, where as I'm responding, I'm like, Ramon, you might be talking, but you really should be writing this down because everyone here knows (laughs) that you're not that clever. You're not that smart. Like, pay attention to what you're saying right now because you might be speaking to this guy, but the words coming out of your mouth, they're speaking to you as well. And I did. I went, I sat down afterwards, and I wrote it down. Here's, here's what I said to him. I said to him, man, we all have insecurities. We all have fears. And some of us, some of us just live with those insecurities and fears exposed. Some people allow those fears and insecurities to get the better of them. And essentially those insecurities and fears come out as they speak, come out as they make decisions, come out as they act. Then there's a second group of people where some people have just learned to hide those fears and insecurities really well. We've learned to put up those walls, to to hold up that mask, to hide it. But at the end of the day, when we're making decisions, these insecurities and these fears are still dictating the direction of our lives and what we're choosing for our lives. So we're either living with our fears and our anxieties, uh, 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 insecurities exposed. Some of us are living with those fears and insecurities well hidden. And then there's a third group of people. It's a group of people that acknowledge our insecurities. They, they, They acknowledge their fears. And ultimately, they surrender those insecurities 
and fears, recognizing that we all have them, we have to deal with them and choosing to trust them into the safekeeping of the hands of God. And as I say this, I, I, I think of the, of the life of Paul, the Apostle Paul. Uh, in his life, he's in the space where he's arrested, he's falsely accused for something he, he didn't do, and he gets arrested, and as he's arrested, he... Um, stands trial he appeals to caesar and in order to 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 for caesar to to try him for this for this conviction he has to be shipped all the way to to rome not like dhl shipped but like in a physical ship taken to rome <laughs> um, and on this journey they have their first stop and as they in port he kind of takes a look out over the ocean and he's like i'm no sailor but if we're heading in that direction, it's probably a good idea for us to just stay put for a while. Uh, the sailors, they, they want to get the journey over with quickly. They want a quick return. So they ignore his warning. They get everyone going and they head straight into the storm. And days into the storm, here's what it says to us in Acts 27, verse 17. It says, Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship, to strengthen it. They bound ropes around the hole to strengthen it. As I read that, I kind, I kind of get that picture of us putting up that mask. Like, like we're strengthening ourselves. We're, we're, we're putting up the facade. We're, we're holding up that mask to ensure that everyone believes that we are super strong. Meanwhile, we are scared to death. Carries on. It says, they were afraid. They were afraid of being driven across the sandbanks of this place that I'm going to mess up its name, uh, off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, catch this line, <laughs> the crew began throwing the cargo Overboard. Guys and ladies, what is the cargo? The cargo is their meal ticket. The cargo is their payment. They are being paid to haul that stuff. Or they're hauling that stuff to sell it somewhere. But ultimately, the cargo is what will sustain them in the long run. And because of their insecurity and because of their fear, because they allowed that to dictate to them what to do, they end up throwing over and losing what they would need to sustain them down the road. It carries on. It says, The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. Hold the boat for a minute. Think about that. As they allowed their insecurity and their fear to grab a hold of them and to, to, to dictate what they were doing, they even end up getting rid of exactly what they would need to get them through the storm that they were in at the time. It carries on. It says, The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. 
Now, if you know anything about navigating back then, you'll know this. You'll know that they navigated by the sun and by the stars. And because of their actions, they were dictated by, by, their, by their insecurities and their fears. Because their decision making was so wildly affected by that. They ended up in a place where they were completely lost. They'd lost everything that would sustain them in the future. They lost everything that would get them through the trouble they were in. And they were literally lost and had no and it's in this moment that, that Paul stands up and he, he speaks to them. And he says, first off, guys, you have been so freaked out and you've allowed your, 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 your insecurity and your fear to dictate to you for so long that you haven't even eaten in two weeks. So eat something so you can think clearly. And secondly, I've taken my insecurities and I've taken my fears and I've taken them to God. And I've, I've surrendered them to Him. And in that moment, He's spoken into my heart. And the bad news is, we're going to be shipwrecked. It's going to happen. But the good news is that we're going to be okay. Not a single man will lose his life. We're going to be okay. And if you go and read the rest of the story, you'll see that that is exactly what happened. I can't help but just ask myself and maybe to ask yourself, how often don't we allow our insecurities and our fears to shape our lives? How often don't we allow ourselves to get into a space where we end up giving up what should sustain us in the future, that we don't end up giving up what will get us through the struggle and the storm that we're in right now, that we end up lost and without hope, all because we allowed our insecurities and our fears to deal with us because we wouldn't deal with it. See, it's in these moments that, that God looks at you and me and God is like, I want you to trust me with your insecurities and your fears. C consider Paul. Why could he think clearly in the middle of a storm when everyone else was losing their minds? Because he entrusted these things to God. He surrendered them to him. He wasn't perfect, but God wasn't looking for perfect. God was looking for him to trust him. For us to stop personally striving for perfect, but for us to just be faithful, being faithful in trusting Him. Even though our, our, our circumstances might not change, I firmly believe that our insecurities and our fears will. You see, when we allow our fears and our, our, our insecurities to deal with us, when we let our insecurities run its full course, what happens? Our worst fears come true. We end up 
feeling abandoned. We, we end up feeling like we've, we've lost that identity. We end up feeling like, like we've lost all meaning, all purpose in life. Everything around us just feels like, like death. But I love the way that David approaches his own insecurities and his own, um, his own fears. In, in the moment where King Saul is pursuing him with everything inside of him, where, Paul, where, where, where King Saul is busy hunting David down, his circumstances are dire. But here's what he writes. He journals this in Psalm 34 verse 4. He says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and he freed me from all my fears. I prayed to the Lord. He answered me and he freed me from all, us, from all my fears. Now, guys and ladies, let's be honest. You and I, we don't want to read that. <laughs> we don't want to read that. Here's what we want to read. We want to read this. We want to read, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and he freed me from all my circumstances. But that's not what David says here. That's not what Paul said in his moment. He's like, yeah, we're going to be shipwrecked. But we're going to be okay. What's David saying here? He's like, he's like, my circumstances haven't changed. But instead of dealing with my circumstances, God's dealing with me. God's dealing with my insecurities. He's dealing with my fears so that he can see me through my circumstances. Where are you at today, ladies and gentlemen? Are you praying for your circumstances to change, but you're still allowing your insecurities and your fears to dictate the direction of your life, to dictate the decisions that you are making, to dictate the way that you're, that you're approaching people, approaching your work, approaching your family? Or are you like David saying, hey, I prayed to the Lord. He answered me. No, he, he hasn't changed my circumstances yet. But he's freed me from all my fears within my circumstances. You see, when I surrender my insecurities and my fears, it's, it's the ultimate sign of my trust in God. I want to bring us back to that quote by John Gordon that we, we mentioned right at the top of this message where he said, God doesn't want you to be perfect. God wants you to be faithful. When you try to be perfect, it means you're trying to be God because you don't trust God. Being faithful means you trust in God's perfect plan for your M perfect life. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to trust God. We need to trust God with our insecurities and our fears. You need to trust God with your insecurities and your fears. We need to stop striving for perfection when all God wants from you and from me is for us to be faithful.
faithful in trusting Him in every circumstance. And even though our circumstances might not change, our insecurity and our fears will. I wonder today, what's your next step? What's your next step? Where are you at in this today? Where do you find yourself? And what is your next step to get yourself out of that space of living a, a hostage to your insecurity and your fear? What's your next step? Maybe today your, your next step is to just acknowledge, hey, I got some insecurities. Hey, I got some fears. I need to deal with them so that they stop dealing with me. Maybe today your, your next step is, is to just say, I need to surrender them. I've been trying to, trying to put the ropes around the boat to hold up that facade, to hold up that mask, to make it look like I've got it all together, but I'm done. And today I need to surrender those insecurities and I need to surrender those fears so that I can live in freedom. Maybe today your next step is to just be faithful in trusting God with those really fragile places in your own life of your insecurities and your fears. That today you can repeat the words of David as you can also say, I prayed to the Lord. He answered me and He freed me from all my fears. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today, Lord, that we can trust you. Lord, that your desire for our lives is not for us to live held hostage or enslaved to our insecurities, to our fears, Lord. But Father God, that today, we can come and acknowledge that, yes, we have insecurities. Yes, we have fears. But we're no longer living, living enslaved to them. No, today, today, we choose to surrender them to you. Trusting you with our futures. Trusting you with our families. Trusting you with our workspace. Trusting you with our country. Trusting you with our futures. And if you're at home and, and you need to do that today, I so want to encourage you to just take this moment and just do that right now. Just say, God, I surrender my insecurities and I surrender my fear to you right now. And I trust you with my future. And Father God, as people have done that right now, I thank you that you come and that you, as the psalmist says, come and free them from their fears right now. I thank you 
that we can daily come and afresh surrender it to you. Daily come and surrender it. Daily come and surrender it. That whenever those fears come up, we can come to a faithful Father and come and give them to you. Just say, I don't need to deal with this. I'm giving it to you and allow you to bring that freedom. So we entrust our lives to you this morning and we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. If you need to reach out and speak to anyone, please feel free to contact us on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, even connect with us through our YouTube channel, uh, Life Central Midrand. We'd love to connect with you and just journey with you. Other than that, we trust that you have a great week and we'll see you next week. We love you. Cheers. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.